Welcome back. Welcome back to We Watch Sports. This is the podcast that was just made aware that the coronavirus has arrived in Oregon. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. We are your hosts. My name is Graham. My name is Andy, and we host this here podcast. Uh, Graham, are you worried about the coronavirus now being in your hometown? Well, I wasn't until I found out that they really have no reason to figure out why the coronavirus has arrived. And That's the right. best thing so far that they can surmise is that uh, patient zero here in Portland was at Costco. Oh, no. Not Costco. Listen, so if you're looking if the, for a dollar fifty hot dog, you might be leaving with coronavirus. If the if the coronavirus takes Costco, I don't know if that's a world I want to live in. That's rough. Because then, you, really dude, rough. you go from just having coronavirus to bulk quantities of coronavirus. Golly. Every suburban mom in the is entire Lake Oswego area is just going to be virusing it up. What area was that? Just one more time. Lake Oswego. That's right. That's right. So if you're in that area, watch out. Don't go Thoughts to Costco. Don't go to Costco. So speaking of the coronavirus, last week we introduced a brand new topic uh, called Out of the Loop, which are three to five completely random things that we think you should know. And the first one stays with coronavirus. Uh, Portland Trailblazer star CJ McCollum has announced that because of the virus and the potential for it, he will not be signing autographs, shaking hands, or kissing babies. No more. Thanks a lot, Obama. What am I supposed to do with those tickets? That's what I'm saying. Like, what is he going to do? Just hide in his mansion? Probably. I would. Yeah, probably. Um, it's a shame coronavirus is out there. If you're, you know, listening to this and you're not wearing a gas mask, shame on you. Or one of those... Uh little medical masks that uh, yep. people of the Far East tend to wear all the time. I think that we're also letting you know as a bonus out-of-the-loop item that it is okay to joke about the coronavirus. I think it it's going to help everybody just remain calm. It is. We're not all going to die. Nope. We've been through Ebola. We've yep. been through SARS. Remember the pig flu? We survived that. Swine flu, yeah. Remember um, the Black Plague? I mean, it did kill like a third of the population in the world, but that yeah. was a long we'll time ago. We're going to be fine. I've been through so many E. coli outbreaks, and I've had to avoid lettuce, and I'm still fine. I haven't eaten lettuce in years. Years. Especially, or spinach, for that matter. No. You know, really where stick... I, you know what? Here's another reason why I'm fine. Okay. I literally eat at Chipotle every single week. Yeah, I sometimes eat there multiple times a week. That's putting it lightly. Yeah. Do I care about E. coli? No. Should I? Probably. Probably. Would Probably I be mad should. if I if my last meal was a Chipotle burrito? Nah. 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 What's in your perfect Chipotle burrito? Well, prior to this vegan diet, okay, it was white rice. Yep. Pinto beans. Got to. Chicken. Yep. Corn. Yep. Cheese. Yeah. Guacamole. Out the door. Perfect. Now I've just taken off the cheese yep. and replaced the chicken with sofritas and added some fajita. That's not bad. The sofritas is good. It's delicious. Yeah. I really like it. And I'm not vegan, so. That's how I knew that 
being vegan was going to be okay and yeah. I wasn't going to be upset is once I ate at Chipotle and had a good vegan Chipotle meal. Yeah, that that's okay. I'm fine with that's that. Okay. That's okay. I can live. Okay. You can. Um, but speaking of not living, it sounds like you maybe lost out on some tickets. It's been a rough, it's been rough this week. My soccer obsession has just gone to a new level. It's intensified as the coronavirus has across the world. Exactly. Exactly. Man, you're witty. I bought a book about soccer. Wow. um, Which I recommend anybody. I don't know who it's by, but it's called Soccernomics. It's basically like Moneyball for soccer. Sounds interesting. I thought the book would just be called Soccer. No. Or football. But the reason uh, I'm having trouble is because my favorite soccer league is Serie A, which is out of Italy. And that's kind of one of the biggest outbreaks outside of China. So they've been canceling a lot of games. It's a shame. It's really, really sad that you've missed out on these games that you're finding ways to watch on the internet. The last game I watched, the stadium was empty. I read about that, that they had to play in like an empty stadium. It was bizarre. You could just hear the players and coaches yelling the entire you time. You could just hear a lot of grunting. A lot of, uh, uh, go to bar, go to bar, go to bar. I don't know what that, that figured that was, that's Italian. That sounds Italian. Um, All I heard so, was, no, 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 And a lot of, uh, Yeah. And a lot of, you know. Yeah, I got, I got that. Because um, they're Italian. Because they're Italian, like Mario. So the next bullet point we had for Out of the Loop, this is just a hot take, and I want to see where you stand on this, Graham. I constantly feel like the big water companies out there are pushing sparkling water down my throat like I'm supposed to enjoy it. It is never good. Here's where I think they went wrong. Yep. Because I agree with you. It's never good. If I go to another party yeah. and see another six-pack of uh, what's key lime pie LaCroix, yep. I'm going to take that can and throw it through the window. Get the fuck out of here with your LaCroix key lime pie. It's disgusting. It tastes like Smarties mashed up and mixed in water. At best. That's at how it tastes best. at best. Um, but here's where they went wrong. They went wrong okay. adding flavor to it. See, I... I kind of agree with you. When I it just, was passed as a soda alternative, that's where they messed up. Carbonated water is fine. You don't need flavor. Yeah. And even then, I'm probably sticking with regular water because I like that better. I mean, let's be honest. We're sticking with Mountain Dew. Yeah, absolutely. And we're not even fucking around with water. Yeah. <laughs> but I just wanted to put that out there, that constantly disappointed. There's new brands all the time. I'm like, oh, this is probably going to be great. Lemon meringue pie. Nope. Tastes like somebody left half a candle in a bottle bottle of sparkling water. How do you feel about polar water? I don't think it's any better. How do you feel about Pellier? Again, not much. I don't know. The OG Pellier is pretty good. Yeah, it is. But again, no flavor. No flavor. Give me a lemon Pellier. Get out of here. Come on. We have one in Texas that is supposedly filled with special minerals called topo chico oh yeah yeah they get that up here sometimes 
Very, very good. It's the only one I like. Big Ooh. bubbles. It's a big, crisp bubble. High praise. High praise from the guy that hates the water. Uh, um, the other thing that I don't hate that I think we should be excited about is that we actually have social media and a website now. What? What? It's like we actually decided to try. <laughs> don't be fooled. We have not. We're, we're not, but... Um, I would love some more people to engage with on Instagram, having a lot of fun on there. I've posted pictures about sports. I've posted pictures with John Travolta, and I've also posted photos of you and I in about the third grade. With my flashy shirt. I was just rocking Bugle Boy. You know how it was in the big city. That was a strong shirt, by the way. It was between my Bugle Boy shirt or my Big Dog shirt. Ooh, big dogs. Yeah, of course. Watch out. Stay off the porch. So you should follow it. Um, it'll be in the notes of this episode. It's just at We Watch Sports on Twitter or at We Watch Sports Podcast on Instagram. It's pretty great. Shout out to whoever has at We Watch Sports on Instagram because we're coming for you. We're coming for you right now. I've looked at two uh, like 15-year-old girls, but we're coming. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> Easy targets. <laughs> Easy targets. You want some candy for that name? Hey, you want to go get some Shopkins? I'll trade you some Shopkins for that name. I'll buy you a beer. Hey, what's your uh, Marco Polo? I'll send you a message. You want to um, go play some Minecraft? I'll trade you a Minecraft game for that. <laughs> I would buy a kid a copy of Minecraft for how i don't know the answer to this but how out of date are my references no i think they worked are 15 year old girls into minecraft Mm, i don't think so but i think it was understood what you were going for okay then then again they are watching sports so maybe they're not into minecraft that's true that's true um and then finally for out of the loop uh in sad news it was the uh kind of memorial service um celebration of life for kobe bryant this week super sad again that he passed away and we did like a quick episode about that but i wanted to share my favorite things Shaq said about it kobe notoriously was known for not always wanting to pass the basketball and Shaq told kobe that there's no i in team and kobe said back but there's a me in that motherfucker <laughs> what a bad i thought ass. that was just such a great thing to say um, also, as a complete side note, um, do you remember that clip where Kobe starts to throw, or Matt Barnes tries to like scare Kobe by acting like he's going to hit him in the face with a basketball? Yeah. So Matt Barnes now hosts a podcast called Up and Smoke, and they interviewed Kevin Garnett, and everyone that likes this podcast should go listen to that as well. Okay. Kevin Garnett talked about um, how Tim Duncan would trash talk, and he said, Tim Duncan wouldn't say whole phrases. He'd just say a word. So you do something wrong and Tim Duncan walk up and go, almost. <laughs> That's strong. <laughs> Just one word. Yeah, strong. Really, my, really strong. Uh, my favorite takeaway, that was probably my favorite takeaway from the memorial service as well, followed very closely by Michael Jordan getting mad that another crying meme was going to get made I out know. of him He's crying. got another five to ten years of that. That was strong. So strong. Um, Graham, so as always, you know, we have a new website, we've got Instagram, we've got Twitter, but 
really, you know, where our loyal audience likes to live is they really like sending us emails, uh, which they can do at wearewatchingsports at gmail.com. Right. This week's letter, speaking of strong. Yeah. This week's letter is asking for some advice, which I feel like our advice game is very strong. There's very few things I do better than give advice. Fair enough. Either when people ask for it or when they don't. It's strong either way. It's a very strong advice game. So I haven't seen this, so I'm excited to see what uh, our audience is looking for. You know, I feel like we get some regulars. We're like cheers. We yeah. You know, everyone knows your name. And uh, I wanted to give another shout out to Don. Don writes in almost oh every gosh. week. I mean, we do I, we do have to filter out his letters because most of them are just uh, shouting obscenities about the local... Uh, electrical industry in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, but... Yeah, one of them, he wrote the entire letter using macaroni noodles. Oh, man, that was a good one. That was a heavy letter. Yeah, I had to uh, I had to melt the hot glue on it so that I could get those noodles into a macaroni. Yeah, because, I mean, you're not going to waste them. Oh, why would I? Yeah. Don put together 3,000 macaroni noodles. Don spent some time. The least I he could did. do is eat them. Yep. But he... Uh, he emailed us as well, and so Graham's going to read that for us. All right. Dear sports, I come to you humbly with another inquiry on behalf of a friend with whom I would like to remain anonymous, and therefore we will call him Ron. <laughs> Ron is struggling with an addiction to frisbee golf. My wife, I mean... Ron's wife has left him as a result of his continuous disking and all-around obsession with anything frizz-related. My question, again completely hypothetical, is this. How can Ron convince his wife to come back into the relationship while still maintaining an active presence in his local froth league? Please advise your pal Ron, I mean Don. Wow. It's amazing how many friends Don has that he's writing in uh, for them. And to keep them private is really, really spectacular. He's he's a giver. He is. He is incredibly empathetic. And for that, we respect him. He thinks of others first. He does. So I guess the question is, there's, there's a couple things here. One, how do you handle someone with a froth addiction? And then secondly, how do you handle being in a froth league, but also being the family man that Don, I mean, Ron wants to be? Well, you're a family, you're a married man. You got a, yeah. you got a good relationship. Yeah. Mine, not so much. Just kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> what would, what advice would you yeah. have? <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> I love my wife. Yeah. She's great. I think the, the, the first step, most of the time, I think the first step really here is to admit that you have a problem. And I get it. You know, when those discs hit that shiny metal bin, mm. God, there's not much like it. Is there a better way of touring your local parks? I don't think there is. Nah. Is there a better way to get weird looks by people in those parks? Nope. Nope. Not is there a better, a better reason to wear a fanny pack? Nope. Don. Is there a Don? Is there a better reason 
to potentially intrude on somebody's picnic at said park? Mm. No, no, there's not. I just got to play through. Can you move your charcuterie board, please? (laughs) (laughs) So I think the first part is just kind of bucketing out time. Um, You know, I think if you need more than an hour or two a day, uh, if Ron is also working, that's a lot of time. So maybe try and find something that Ron's wife also enjoys that she Mm. can be a part of. Mm -hmm. So maybe, you know, you bring her on as part of the cheerleading squad for the Frolfers. Maybe she keeps stats for you. Or maybe she plays Frolf as well. You know, it's 2020. Women can be athletes. (laughs) What about what about date night? Yeah, I think date night's a great idea. Now, when you go on a date night, you'll want to forget the frolf equipment at home. I know it's going to be tough. You might drive by a park and it's, you know, during golden hour and you just like to get a couple discs in. But you'll have to separate that out and, you know, take her to a place that she'd like to go, whatever that may be. Maybe you're going to the local mall to throw some pennies in the wishing well. I got some advice for you, Ron. Okay. I'm curious here. This is unbeatable advice. Yeah. We're both Midwesterners, Andy and I. We are. We are. There's nothing that a good, sturdy Midwestern woman likes more for a date night than going to the bowling alley. Golly. You're speaking the right language here. You could bowl. You could play the claw game and win her an animal of some kind. Yep. You, you could sit at the bar and watch baseball. Yeah. Cheese curds. Got to get some cheese curds. Funnel cake. I was going to say the bowling alley here sells funnel cake, which makes no sense to me, but I'm very happy every time I see it. Swing by the Casey's and get some taco pizza on the way home. Golly. Maybe if you're lucky, get some breakfast pizza in the morning. She'll be but committed yeah. to you forever. Forever. Just do that once a month. That's it. Once a month. You're welcome. Signed, we we watch sports. Good looking out, Don. So great of Don to to write in this week and to let us know how he was thinking. And that really, you know, brings us into my favorite part of our podcast, which is where we kind of discuss some of the minor stories that have gone on um, in and around the world of sports. And really, I think the first place to start, the thing that I have been most excited about is that known racist Joe Burrows, the football player, his hands measured under nine inches. And apparently to be a NFL quarterback, they'd like your hands to be larger than nine inches. Mm. So Graham, what does this mean for both racism and for football? You know what they say about the size of your hands? What do they say? That if it's under nine inches, you can't play football. It's not the the size of the hand. It's the motion of the ocean. His hand can get into uh, cramped spaces a little bit easier. It can. Maybe right under the the center's buttocks. Yeah, when he flips his KKK hood inside out, it really helps him get up in there and. I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't get in the way of the cross burnings. But (laughs) I feel like he's the uh, guy. You know, he can get in and get those matches. That yeah, that's the guys probably a good with point. 10-inch hands can't grab. God. Yeah, I don't think the size of the hand will affect either his career or his racism, but it is always good to kind of circle back to racism and, and shame those people that have made those mistakes. I mean, 
we now know what he's compensating for by being racist. We are. So his hands are under nine inches. If you'd like to talk about football and you're talking to someone that's really wanting to talk about football, that is a story you can bring up. His hands are small. What does it mean? What do you think it'll mean? People that are really into football will talk ad nauseum about this for some reason. You know, everything matters, even the size of his hands. Who knows if that's true, but it is good to bring up. A little shout out for Joe. You know, Joe. I know yeah. you're really kind of a piece of trash, but right. don't get discouraged. Nope. There's a lot of successful people with tiny hands. Yeah. That are successful and still racist and have tiny hands. Yeah. Heck, like you president. could even be the president someday. <laughs> you know, it, it kind of makes sense to me that the team that will probably draft him is Cincinnati, which is where he'll have to spend the first five to six years <laughs> of his professional career. Not that Cincinnati is racist, but I just feel like I'm glad he's not getting to go to like a cool city. Be like, oh, you got drafted number one. Here's a bunch of money. Enjoy Miami as a 22-year-old. Like, It'll- Enjoy Cincinnati, Joe. You and your tiny hands. He'll also be taking the place of the second whitest NFL player in the world. And that is? Dalton. Andy Dalton. Great name. Very white. Very white. Almost translucent. Almost. It's like that movie Powder. (laughs) (laughs) Oddly enough, John Travolta's in both of them. (laughs) Um, Speaking of John Travolta... There's really not much bigger news than anything John Travolta is, you know, involved in. But Graham, you had some pretty big news you wanted to share. Oh man, this, I don't know what this is going to be. This relates to uh, there's been a there's been a bit of a breakthrough. If you've been following along with us, there's been a bit of a breakthrough in the Sutherland Rock Chucker story. <laughs> I I'm on the edge of my seat. Let me uh, paint you a picture. Okay. Is there a horse involved in this picture? Not this one. Unless you ask why the long face. <laughs> so, let me let me paint a picture here. Uh some kids playing having a good old time at recess. Great time. A child picks up a rock. No. Chucks it. Hits Boom. another child child is bleeding yeah what story do you think i'm telling that sounds to me like the sutherland rock chucker you would think what but it was also the story i got from my son's school principal the other day (laughs) (laughs) so does that mean that the sutherland rock chucker has come out of hiding that because of the publicity of this podcast, that they are now forced to come back out into the spotlight like the vermin that they are. I think it's worse than that. I God. think much like uh, school shootings, we have a copycat. Yeah. I was afraid you were going to say it. A and copycat? Unfortunately, it seems that my son has been listening to this podcast. No. And got some ideas. No. <laughs> About <laughs> about testing out his arm no. on a stone. Your son is the Sutherland Rock Chucker? <laughs> I, I wouldn't go as far as to say he's the Sutherland Rock Chucker. He's been inspired he by the true events. The Portland Rock Chucker. 
So your son threw a rock and hit another kid and caused them to bleed. <laughs> My son, well, to his credit, among other boys, yeah, him and his posse were chucking rocks. <laughs> and out of all of the boys to chuck rocks, he yeah. was the only one to hit a poor little girl in the head. <laughs> it was not only a rock chuck, but also a potential sex crime. <laughs> We're going to have to call him Law and Order. <laughs> Needless to say, I was equally proud of my son for just doing something that a boy would do, which is chucking yep. rocks. Yep. And also disappointed that he hit someone. Now, was this girl just an innocent bystander? She was. Yeah. He, I don't he know couldn't... what that says about my son's arm or his aim, I think, but I think he what said it says that she that... was nowhere near where he was throwing <laughs> I think I think really what it says is that he couldn't tell what he had. Couldn't tell what he had. Second worst couldn't. day of his life. <laughs> That's incredible. Now, the big twist of all of this was the victim's name, Tracy. <laughs> and was she into horses? Oh, might as well have been. Might as well have been. I just know that I'm so they don't when when you uh when you nowadays they don't tell yeah. you who anybody is because they don't want parents getting mad and calling it could be each pretty other. easy to tell who it is the girl with the cut on her face but i don't know who that is i mean if you see them you're probably gonna be able to pick her out of a lineup <laughs> just look and be like which girl looks like she's been hit by a rock <laughs> i could probably just ask him and be like hey who's that girl you smashed in the face with a rock do you think that for next week's episode we could interview your son about the incident. He's pretty shaken up about it. Probably not oh, a good idea. Probably not a good idea. He feels very long-term. remorseful. Well, that's good. I'm worried that his sign. rock chucking days are completely over and that it's going to ruin his knuckleball career. Has he gotten into lighting uh, ants or small insects on fire with a magnifying glass yet? No. Okay. Well, that's uses, the next phase. He uses his telescope and really lets him have it. Does he? Phew. Monster. Uh, that's incredible Uh, I also had a surprise story to share but not nearly as exciting as yours but one I think you will also enjoy before that for for those of you who are wondering um, I've put out some feelers with some high school friends and we have a team of people working on figuring out who the Sutherland Rock Trucker is so tune in next week I think if we get a response and figure out who it is. I think you and I should do a special episode where we interview your uh, small friend, you know, your friends from grade school about the incident. And then we attempt to FaceTime unannounced the Sutherland rock chucker. (laughs) Well, we found someone who fits the bill from a physical description, but not someone who is, is known for chucking rocks. So we'll see. Whoever, whoever this person was, had a cannon of a right arm. I'm starting to feel like I made this whole thing up. Does Ben remember being hit by a rock? I don't think he does. <laughs> oh, second worst day of my life. <laughs> Sorry, continue with your don't news. Be. <clears throat> so yesterday, um, I took my allergy medicine, and as that medicine does, it makes you quite hungry. Sure. 
So I decided I wanted to go to Sonic, and I was going to have my wife drive me to Sonic. Because you know how you, you get when you have your allergy medicine in you. You know it. And all I wanted was a Route 44 sweet tea and a corn dog. Ooh, man, that's a good allergy meal. So we're, in, we're, we're parked, and we've ordered. We're waiting for our food. It was really nice out. We had the windows down. Next to us pulls up a... <laughs> Next to us, a man drives up, stalled directly next to us, rolls down his window, leans out the window. He's clearly 75 plus. And Graham, when I say he leans out, he was chest out of his car (laughs) trying to see the board. (laughs) And, you know, we've talked about it before with like Coke freestyle machines. Older folks tend to get a little confused with those. Yep. Sonic has a fairly complicated drive-through process. You got to press a button, then you got to order, then you decide if you want to pay by the app or with a credit card. A lot going on. Oh, and it was happy hour, so that Sonic was busy. Whoa! Do they? Quick side note: Do they still sure. roller skate? They do not. They do not. They just walk it out to your car. No wonder it's so complicated. And I made sure to write down exactly what it was he said that he ordered so i can try and talk to you about this uh, i have is, a note in my f- oh go ahead is this um did he quick question yeah just i'm trying to set the scene here yep did he ask an employee to open his salt he did not but to set the scene okay he kind of looked like the old man from up okay. both size and stature and okay. he was driving like an F450, a gigantic yes. car. Now it looked like there was somebody in the passenger seat. And based on that, this is what he ordered. Okay. So at no point did I ever hear anybody say like, "Hey, welcome to Sonic. What can we get for you?" I think he just pressed the button and started yelling. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, "Two 6-inch jelly dogs. A large tot." Medium Coke. (laughs) And then after he said that, the lady comes on and goes, welcome to Sonic. What can I get for you? (laughs) So then he leaned closer. And the whole time, at this point, we've been given our food. And I told my wife to wait because I wanted to watch what happened. So she goes through and says, like, what can I get for you? And again, he goes, two Six inch jelly dogs, large tot, <laughs> medium coke. And again, she really struggled to get that. She And it took maybe six times of him screaming that order to get some semblance of the right order. Oh my gosh. But it is one of the things that you and I have talked a lot about, that at some point as an older man, you can just do whatever you want. Yeah. And... He didn't wait to be served. Why he would he? He drove up, he crawled halfway out of his car, and he screamed at the top of his lungs. He pays his taxes like everyone else. <laughs> so that was my story. Not nearly as exciting as your son throwing a rock, but I thought you would enjoy it. Because one of the first times that I think you and I maybe laughed to tears was at Culver's, where we saw an older gentleman sat down and he just ordered a coffee. <laughs> that was it. And the kid comes up <laughs> and drops off sugars and creamers. And we watch this poor guy. Go ahead. I think we need to say one thing here. Yeah. And that's that 
you and I both had Fridays off. Yeah. And this was in the middle of the day. This was lunchtime on Friday. Lunchtime on Friday. Um, and we purposely went to Culver's and ate inside because of the older people like this. They frequented the Culver's. It was they like did. In, near a retirement area. It was. And so we watch him, and he couldn't get the creamer open. And so I think you and I were both about to go over and ask if we could help him. And instead, he grabs the kid as the kid walks back around. And he goes, I need no creamer. These are broken. (laughs) (laughs) And the kid just stares at him like they're not broken. And he goes, they're broken. I can't get them open. Give me new ones. (laughs) And the kid came back, and I think he had loosened it maybe. Because the guy then he was able to open one for his coffee. Did I ever tell you about the time I worked at a gas station and something similar happened? I'm excited to hear it. I worked at a local gas station in a small town in Iowa. And there was a guy who owned a home <laughs> but liked to sleep in his car. Was Okay. He okay. was an older gentleman. Yeah. What was his name? Do you remember? Uh, I can't remember. Okay. I can't remember. We'll, we'll call him Gene. Okay, Gene. That's good. Um, Gene. So Gene came in one night, as he usually did when I worked there, and bought two 40-ounce bottles of Ice House, which is uh, one of the cheapest beers that you could buy at this gas station. Right. So he takes it, has a good night, leaves, and about 45 minutes later, Gene came back. Okay. And had the bottle with him. Okay. And a bloody lip. Huh. And he brought the bottle in and said, can you open this for me? (laughs) And I didn't know if that was legal, but I opened it for him anyway, and away he went. Were you of age at the time? I just can't help but think that he tried opening that beer bottle with his mouth. I've seen people open like a beer bottle before, but never like a forty. Oh yeah, this is a forty. You'd have to and get it, some. You know what the funny part is? Well, I thought we hit it already. Well, we did. Uh, uh, footnote B, funny. Okay. About Gene is that Gene bought a beer that had a screw-off lid. Of course. So I mean, really, he. Even if he didn't have a bottle opener, it shouldn't have been an issue, but good old Gene. I was convinced Gosh. he would die in his car, but turns out he didn't. So he had a home but liked to sleep in his car at the gas station. Yeah, I think he would come to the gas station, buy beer, and just get trashed and pass out in his car. At least he's being safe. I guess. I guess that's not drinking and driving. Yeah, I guess so. Rest in peace, Gene. Now, our next story I thought was pretty interesting because it's one that I think you and I can both re- can relate to is in baseball, oftentimes when star players sign contracts, they're not allowed to do certain things. So they can't ride jet skis or they can't go motorcycle racing, things that could potentially hurt them. And so a pitcher for the newly signed uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, his name is Madison Bumgardner, he was consistently competing in like cattle tournaments like 
not not horseback riding, but you know, like the trick ones they do and like bull riding and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> like rodeo? Yeah, he was doing rodeo stuff under a fake name. And I am blanking on what his fake name was, but I'm oh, going to look it up. Oh, we need this. Mad Blom. This is how you can hear me spelled out on the internet. Fake name. He would go by Mason Saunders. Mason is shortened hmm. from Madison. Saunders is his wife's maiden name. Okay. So he was using a fake name to compete in rodeos. Now, it reminded me that, Graham, you have a, a fake name that you once told me you could use for anything. <laughs> Just in case you had it committed to memory. Yes. <laughs> and your fake name is? Craig Alberts. <laughs> is it Alberts or Alperts? Alberts. I always thought it was Alperts. No, that'd be too close to Jim Halpert. So Craig Alberts. Craig Alberts. What, and the reason do I do that know? is yeah. because um, people really don't know how to handle the name Graham. Yeah. They're really usually, if if they even get close, they spell it like the unit of measurement, G-R-A-M. Boy. I get a lot of people that think they know it, but a lot of times they're like, huh, Daryl? <laughs> what is it? And this sounds like this is mainly happening at like Starbucks or other coffee places. Yeah, anywhere that I need to give my name out for an order, I usually, if I'm not with my wife, I'll say Craig Alberts. <laughs> but why the first and last name? I just feel like I'm not a Craig. <laughs> I don't look like a Craig, but I look like a Craig Alberts. So how often would you say you use this name? Like Weekly. Once a week? Really? Yeah, I mean, depends how much I'm eating out. <laughs> so if you're at a Starbucks by yourself and you're ordering your venti dragon fruit refresher, that's not going to Graham. That's going to Craig Alberts. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Um, I think that that is probably just good life advice to have a backup name just in case. You have to because there's nothing uh, more frustrating than st- – you're in the you're in the line at Starbucks or um where else does that? Um, Starbucks. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A does it. Uh oh, McDonald's started doing it for a little bit. Now they don't, but I'm like, why do you need to know my name? I'm just a number. I like being a number. I don't know the last time I went into a McDonald's. Well, when you have kids, you yeah, go Yeah, the drive-thru though. Office. I mean, I go to the drive-thru for the breakfast semi-frequently. But there's nothing more frustrating than going through and hearing them yell, um, Daryl, Daryl, Daryl. Yeah. Daryl. <laughs> Daryl. <laughs> and really, they're just, they just misheard me. Is it Daryl that they often mishear Graham for? Or uh, Grant. Okay, I bet you get that a lot. Uh, Brian. Yep. Because I pronounce it Graham. Yeah. So they hear the, they, they think it's Brian. Has anyone ever just called you Ham? Probably. Got a coffee for, for Ham? 
And if I really, if they, if they ask me for clarification and I do use my name, they're usually like, oh, like Graham Cracker. Ha <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's like, I've heard that before. Come on. You've heard it. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, so having a fake name is good. Do you know Graham or should I say Craig? Yes. I who should both. have, who should probably use a fake name? Madison Ass Landscaper. Besides that? I would say every member of the Houston Astros. Yeah, that's probably safe. So one of the things we've been talking a lot is we know we've kind of followed the whole story. They cheated, they got caught cheating, and now everyone is revolting against them. And it started in spring training. I think over the first six or seven games, they've been hit eight or nine times, which is a lot. Um, most teams don't get hit more than 30 times a year and they're on pace for about 30 times a month because the regular season hasn't even started no so pitchers are clearly trying to throw at them to send a message to all the cheaters and so one of the things that i thought was interesting is while i don't necessarily condone betting on the scores of games um, all that kind of stuff because I am terrible with money and betting would be an awful idea for me. I did find out you can bet on the number of times that they are getting hit by pitches this year. Ooh. And you can bet not only on the players, but as a whole. And I believe there are 162 games in baseball, and I'm pretty sure the number I saw was 86.5. So it's an, a really simple over-under. Do you think they'll get hit more than 86.5 times? So they need to hit 87 times or more? Or do you think less? So that's basically you're making the argument that they're going to get hit every other game. I don't know the answer to this, and I don't know if you do or not, but is there, yeah. a, is there a record number for the amount I'm of sure, times a team has been I, hit? I'm, sh- I'm sure there is. Because um, that's going to influence my decision. Once, once we start approaching the record number, I feel like Major League Baseball is going to step in and say something. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They've already kind of said something like that they don't want teams doing it. But. Well, they also don't want teams cheating. So. That's true. So it turns out the number is way higher than I thought. So the record was the ninth. Oh, no. 1898 Baltimore Orioles. That was a good team. They were hit 148 times. <laughs> Now, what's something that's more recent is the 2008 Cleveland Indians. They were hit 103 times. So that's the highest. Uh, I don't know what average is. We need to stop right there. This show is all about giving you the tools you need to look impressive when talking about sports without actually needing to be into sports. Without actually knowing it. And... What better way of popping up a trivia question at the water cooler saying, hey, what team has been hit more than any other in baseball history? That's a great question. If you can bank that team and the amount of numbers, everyone will just, I mean, panties will get wet. Guys are going to just be like oh this dude is the man i'm not gonna fuck with him he's the alpha male around here can i pour you some water (laughs) Uh, would you like a steak (laughs) i'm on the baseball almanac 
it's tough to say. It doesn't really say like averages by teams. There's lots of most, least, records. I mean, if the most is 100, I would feel like, you know, average is probably 60 to 70. So you're basically taking that bet where they say 86.5 and taking about 10 to 15 extra hits per year. I think that's pretty conservative. Yeah, I think it's going to be a I think especially early in the season, like April and May, it's going to be rough. Yeah, They're going to get hit it'll a taper lot. Off. It'll but, taper off, but it's going to be a lot early. Major League Baseball is going to try and throw in some kind of penalty or something like that if you right. hit an Astros player. But they will. Do you, do you know speaking of records? Yeah. What would you say is the in the Guinness Book of World Records for greatest team name of all time? Velvet Kelly. Close. Okay. The greatest team name of all time is a newly minted, and it comes from this week's sponsor. Oh, my gosh. Coincidence? I think think not. not. Our sponsor this week is going through a bit of an identity crisis. In a good way. In a great way. They are formerly known as the Lexington Legends. And it is a minor league baseball team. Single A baseball Single team? Single A. So just starting out. Formerly known as the Lexington Legends, and now they are named the Kentucky Beer Cheese. Yes, they are. Tickets are on sale now. From August 13th, 14th, and 15th. Wow. To go see the Kentucky Beer Cheese, presented by Kentucky Beer Cheese, family-owned small batch award-winning Kentucky Beer Cheese. So you should look this up. You should definitely look up the hat they're making and kind of the logo. Graham, how would you describe this logo? When I'm looking at this logo, I am... Well, first of all, I'm blown away that a team with this type of logo has so much money to give to this podcast for a Absolutely. sponsorship. So incredible. Impressive. Maybe you should have spent a little more on your logo design. However, however, that being said, I am sitting here staring at it right now and I am waiting for a paperclip to pop up next to it and ask me if I need help writing something because <laughs> this looks like Microsoft Word clip art. It is Incredible. It is a cracker with what is only probably beer cheese spread on him. Has to be. Celebrating with a container that is also the beer cheese, and they both are smiling on the hat. Easter egg. Easter egg. There is a knife, which appears to have freshly spread the beer cheese on the cracker, and the knife also has a face that seems very overjoyed for its job. That knife also looks like it's maybe from 1910. It does look like a musket handle. (laughs) It's actually a musket. Kentucky Beer Cheese. Thank you for sponsoring us this week. Family-owned small batch. Award-winning. I don't know what awards they've won, but they've won every award in our hearts. Yeah. And, you know, when you find yourself in the middle of August in Kentucky, as one tends to do, Make sure you go to one of these games on August 13th, 14th, and 15th. 
There is nothing I would rather do than scarf down some beer cheese in the middle of August. Listen, if the Kentucky beer cheese want us to come to one of the games, we'll be there. Good thing Kentucky's very cool and not humid at all. It'll be the time and the trip of our lives. Yeehaw! Kentucky beer cheese. Thanks for sponsoring us this week, Kentucky beer cheese. Now... With that out of the way, I think really, you know, we talked a little bit about it, but it's kind of an odd time on the sports calendar because you have the NBA is kind of towards the end of their season. So the playoffs are about to begin where everything resets. Baseball hasn't started. Football isn't going on. Hockey is forever going on. I guess soccer, if it's not Italy with the coronavirus. So it's kind of a... The leagues are going on, but it, it, it's not a super exciting or busy time right now for in the sports calendar, which what will generally happen then is people begin debating things. And so as you're walking up to the water cooler, you are very likely to hear, uh, you know, the question of, well, who do you think uh, the MVP is going to be this year for the, and you know, the NBA? Mm. And people love to debate it. Almost obnoxiously obnoxiously and here's the problem with you walking into that situation is there's not a right or wrong answer but whatever answer you give the other person is going to say is wrong yeah so you're coming into a fight do you want a good uh, little extra credit for this week i'd love some doesn't matter who who they're saying the mvp could go to you just need to remember a couple of names because really they can only pick one. They can. So there's Giannis, the Greek freak. Yep. The Greek freak. There's James Harden, the beard. The beard. LeBron James, which everybody should know him by now. They should. Um, if you save those three, you'll have a good uh, opportunity here. But you could walk up to somebody and hear them talking about the MVP, stick your little plastic cup down there and start filling her up, and you could go, I don't agree with you, Stephen A. Smith. You could call a guy Stephen A. Smith because yeah. nobody likes Stephen A. Smith. And that would be a good burn at the same time. That would time. be a sick burn. Sick burn. Say, so I don't know about you, Stephen A. Smith, but I think it's going to be, and then names the opposite person. Yep. So if someone's like, oh, my gosh, it has to be Giannis, you'd be like, right, I don't know, Stephen A. Smith. Okay, Stephen. I think it might be James Harden, you know. The beard. Why don't you save your skills for the boxing ring, Stephen A. Smith? <laughs> hey, Stephen A. Smith, why don't you save it for your hairline? It's receding. Hey, Stephen A., I've heard enough of you. Eight hours a day is enough. Get back to hey, work, St- Stephen A. Smith. You got another four hours to do on ESPN today. Minimum. That guy's on TV all the time. Oh. And every time I see his face, he looks angry. He is. It's the worst. Always. Always upset. I will but, continue tweeting at him until he answers me. Yeah, if you're not following us on Twitter, Graham is just about daily tweeting at Stephen A. Smith. I have launched a crusade against Stephen A. Smith. So if that wasn't if if enjoying this podcast wasn't enough of a reason to follow us on Twitter, this should be. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Stephen. So with the MVP, you're probably looking at one of two or three people. 
it's probably going to be Giannis. He is scoring the most points and is on the team that is going to win the most games. So it'll probably be him. It could be James Harden. James is shooting all sorts of crazy shots. He's scoring a ton of points. I could easily see it being James Harden. And then the toss-up is LeBron, because LeBron is probably the best player overall in the league, but he doesn't have the best narrative around him this year because of what Giannis is doing and what James is is doing. I like Giannis because he seems relatively humble. He does. And I like the fact that he just dunks on everybody. He's very tall. He's very tall and he's long. Whoa. If I had a nickel. He he looks like a Stretch Armstrong. (laughs) (laughs) But a Greek version. A Greek? Greek Stretch Armstrong. His name is Stephanos Armstrong. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a Greek name. Stretch at the Kudukati Temple. So, Graham, when someone comes up and they say that to you, like, well, who do you think is going to win the MVP? What should our listeners remember to do? Uh, just just bank away three names, really. I mean, you can name a couple other people. There have been some pretty good people, but it's really down to Giannis, the Beard, or LeBron. That's it. You know, those are probably the the people you're going to be talking about. So if you remember those names um, and you're wearing your Kentucky beer cheese hat, you should be in good shape. How do you feel about the fact that the XFL is still going on? Yep. And it hasn't uh, taken the top spot on the ESPN homepage yet. You know, it's interesting. I met somebody this week, and they were just making small talk. I was like, oh, what'd you do this weekend? He's like, oh, we we cooked out ribs and watched some football. And I said, well, what, what football were you watching? You know, college isn't playing, and the NFL isn't playing. He says, oh, yeah, we're trying out the XFL. And that was the first time I've met an XFL fan in the wild. He's just trying it out. Yeah, um, but in Texas, people are jonesing for any sort of football. So I think Texas seems to at least be a little bit more involved than maybe the rest of the country. Question. Yeah. Is there any reason to watch the XFL other than the fact that it's going to hold you over until the NFL comes back? Absolutely not. Um, It's like when people say, hey, I'm out of heroin should I try some meth? Probably just not a great idea. My heroin bill's getting a little expensive this month. Yeah, thought I'd try and uh, save a couple bucks and go with that heroin or the meth stuff for a few days. I heard I get a better bang for my buck with fentanyl. <laughs> or liquid plumber. <laughs> I'm going to the dentist today just for that nitrous. <laughs> I broke my own tooth. That stuff is good stuff. Yeah. I don't. Just that, I, if I could just go to the dentist and get that, just, even if I'm just getting my teeth cleaned, I'm all about that. There, there's a, there are some dentist places that do that. Sedation dentistry for people that have extreme anxiety around going to the dentist. Could I pretend that I have extreme anxiety? I think so. Um, have I told you about my dentist? I 
I mean, no. Other than all your great Yelp reviews. He is a bro dentist. (laughs) He always has, you know, like Movement Watches, that company? Yes. He's got a gigantic watch. Like, it's probably a 200 millimeter watch. He's got a Movement or an Invicta from Costco. Gigantic watch. He always has his hair, like, gelled up, very, like, Pat Riley-esque. Okay. And last time I was there, I, I've known from time to time to exaggerate. I'm he gonna owns give a you... Chevy Tahoe with an Escalade front end on it, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Verbatim, this is what he said to me. He walks in, looks at my teeth. He goes, did you have braces as a kid? I go, uh-huh. <laughs> so my mouth is open. And he looks me dead in the eye and goes, sick orthodontia, bro. (laughs) And I wanted to scream. (laughs) That was the last cleaning I had. And then I had to go back a few months ago because part of my tooth chipped off. He's like, oh, I can fix it. I was like, well, other people have tried. It always chips off. And he goes, I'll have it done in 19 minutes. (laughs) And then... I shit you not. It took him 19 minutes. So, do you think he do you think he had it fine-tuned that well or do you think he knew a ballpark and then, you know, kind of sped up or slowed down as as time was going by? I think that it was 3 o'clock in the afternoon. He probably had just done like a line of coke and he yep. was ready to roll. Did he offer you an affliction toothbrush. No, but he did offer me those pants that are tied together in the middle. That are those straps. Are those jeans that were real baggy and they had the straps combining both legs? Oh, Jinkos? Yep. He offered me a pair of Jinkos. To put to put your textbook in the back pocket? That's right. Man. It's a crazy experience every time. Um, <laughs> every time that guy freaks me the fuck out I'm just fascinated I haven't been to the dentist in a long time and I think if I would probably go if I had a bro dentist well you're welcome to go see this guy <laughs> he is intense Dr. Bro <laughs> sup bro How's sick that or the donchia bro Bro, we got to get x-rays today. <laughs> Let me put this giant lead vest on you. <laughs> Let's get you fitted for your grill. <laughs> Boy, look at them canines. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst, but you know, it could it, it could be it could be worse. I uh, I could walk up to a coffee cooler and not know who to root for for the MVP. That would be worse than going to the bro dentist. That would be worse. Uh, what would also be worse is not being aware that Kentucky beer cheese is a thing. It is. And we're so happy that they're our sponsor this week. And Thanks for all the I, money. Thanks for all the money. And thanks for the beer cheese. We're going to restock Andy's dentist with fresh monster energy drinks for his practice. And beer cheese for all. And LaCroix for the works. And LaCroix for the betas. <laughs> Until next time, Kentucky Beer Cheese. See ya.